Welcome to Frickety Frack, We Do Talk Back. Thank you for joining us on our third episode. Hello, my name is Jeff and I'm Frick. Hello, my name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Frickety Frack, We Do Talk Back will be a show airing once a week where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. For the first part of the show, we will be going through the first season of My Hero Academia and how we see lessons from the episode that connect to teachings in the Bible. Just as many of you are, we are also fans of other things as well. So when we get through the first season of My Hero Academia, we'll change things up and go in a different direction and look at some form of comics, video games, movies, or other things that we are fans of. Uh, And we got the name for the show from our father who dubbed us Frickin' Frack since we were kids. We are now on to the third episode of My Hero Academia entitled Roaring Muscles. Episode three takes place right where episode two finishes with All Might declaring to Midoriya that he does have what it takes to be a hero. And he deems him worthy of his power, which honestly shocks Midoriya. It's like, what do you mean worthy of my power? All Might explains how his quirk works. Uh, His quirk is actually called One for All. And as it's passed to each user, the user refines the power and makes it grow as it becomes their own. So we, the next part of the episode is a training montage for Midoriya where he begins training at Dagobah Beach. All Might explains that the purpose of the training is actually twofold. The first and foremost is to get Midoriya's body ready for the quirk because at his present state, his quirk would actually literally destroy Midoriya's body. He wouldn't be able to handle it. The second is the the beach is actually filthy and it needs to be cleaned because there's debris everywhere and heroes with the way the world is now don't care about the little thing. They only care about the flashy stuff like stopping villains and that sort of stuff. So during all this training, Midoriya finishes cleaning the beach and even exceeds All Might's expectations. All Might hands Midoriya a strand of his hair and it orders the young boy to actually eat it. Uh, His quirk has to be given in order, his quirk in order for it to be given to be passed on, they actually have to consume some of their DNA. So he gives plucks a strand of his hair and gives it to Midoriya to eat. So then we see Midoriya show up at the, the footsteps of UA. He again runs into Bakugo and Bakugo, is actually treating Deku better than he has, uh, but still not all that great. And as he gets excited and ramped up to go to into a, a UA high school, he actually trips over his feet and begins to fall. But then a girl, but then he just stops. A girl uses his quirk, uses her quirk to stop him from falling. And Midoriya has his first conversation with a girl ever. So they and then they proceed to go in, and the a professional hero named Present Mike explains how the exam is going to take place, and that it's actually a practical exam where they go around and they're going to be smashing robots. Which I'll tell you what, if there is a better way to test hero kids in order to make it into hero school, I don't know if there is one because oh my goodness, it's just awesome to go around smashing robots. So a few new characters are introduced in the third episode. Uh, 
Ochaka Uraka. Uraka. She is the girl uh, that Midoriya has his first ever conversation with a female. Quote, unquote, conversation. Um, he actually doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very true. I, yeah, that's actually a great point. He's like, I just had my, my a conversation with a girl. He didn't actually ever say anything. Uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, in all honesty, we think back our first conversations with pretty girls. Did we ever actually really say anything? Nope, probably not. Uh, and we're also introduced to President Mike, as well as he, he's the uh, hero with the booming voice. Uh, and then we're also introduced to Tenya Ida. And I'll tell you, much like Patrick talked about with Bakugo not liking him, my instant reaction to Ida was not good. I did not like him. Uh, he's grown on me since this his first appearances or his first little while in the show. His first couple episodes of appearances in the show, I'm not a fan of his. Uh, but he get but he grows on you. Yeah, he, he it took him it took me a long time to to like Ida too. Not until just about um really probably after the sports festival and after uh stain like he really grows after stain and we'll get to stain later uh just as a reminder that we are reviewing the show so spoilers and we'll do our best not to give away too much stuff if you have never seen the show um but yeah ida is a i had the same reaction and, and re-watching this episode uh i was like oh Gosh, Ida. Oh, I forgot how much of a pain you are. Uh, and still kind of is, but he's a lovable pain later. Now he's just an annoying pain. Right. Uh, I mean, listen, this is a guy whose like, entire character is based around respect and uh, you know authority and things like that. And he's just laying into present Mike like he, a, a, a professional hero and instructor at the school, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I'm like, Ida. I was like, Ida. Gosh, you're so <laughs> annoying. But I tell you what, I, I really identified with present Mike uh, in this episode because the whole class is just like, oh, you're, you're trying to connect to us. It's like you're too old to connect to us. And I'm starting to feel that now. <laughs> um, in my age, I mean, I'm a, I know I'm only, we're only 35. Gosh, I have to remember that, you know, you're my age too. Um, <laughs> we're only 35, but even now, like the, the youth and even my youth director at my church, I'm just like, I'm sorry, what does that word mean? <laughs> <laughs> he said, we were talking about other anime and, and anime that he needs to get into. And I told him that one that since he's a music major, and all about music, he needs to watch Cowboy Bebop. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that music slaps. I'm like, I'm sorry, it what now? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that that slap mean it slaps means it's good or whatever or something. I don't know. Anyway, so I really, this go around watching this episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm present, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I, I found interesting about all might is that and like i said this is there are some spoilers but one of the things that even in these few episodes you can tell all might kind of really likes to cheese it up and and be a ham and things like that 
but All Might really showed uh, some really excellent intelligence, uh, at least about exercise and, and caring for your body uh, in this episode, because not even as far as we know, All Might had no access to Midoriya's uh, hospital records or anything like that, just by like eyeballing him. He knew exactly what kind of diet, exercise, sleep uh, regimen that Midoriya needed to get his body ready to even receive um, his power. And then when he, you know, gets to a certain point where he find, he realizes that uh, Midoriya has been overworking himself, he's like, all right. I will come out with a new plan for you. <laughs> uh, except for less villainy. I, I, once again, I apologize to All Might's voice actors for doing a terrible job and making him sound like a villain. Yeah, and so that's that actually sh- actually quite remarkable on All Might's point because like, he's like, you know, they get to that part of the training exercise and Midoriya just passes out. He's like, you shouldn't be doing this. What's going on? And he's like, it's not that you're underworking. Oh, it's because you're overworking. It's like, Midoriya, that that routine that I gave you was very specific for you. You can't do more. You can't do less because it'll it'll hurt your body in the way that you need to be able to use this quirk. So it's just fascinating that they... so. My guess is that the people that have used the quirk over the years, they have to get so familiar with this quirk when they're ready to pass it on so they can't just give it to somebody and say, good luck with that. It's no, you need to be prepared for this because I, and I love, you know, all my subscription, you know, it's like a hurricane. And so it's like, you can't just, you can't just have my power. I just can't give it to you. And now you're Superman. It's no, you've, you've got to prepare your, your body has to be prepared to handle this. And he just, and all might sees it. It's like, you're working your body too hard. And which actually is, is true. Like that, that happens when people work out, you can overwork, you can overwork out. It is possible oh, yeah. to, to do that. And, uh, and Midoriya's attitude throughout all this, like I personally, I just love it. Like I love Midoriya's attitude throughout all of this. And, Yes, he does deviate from All Might's plan, but it's in, in which this was a plan to get him ready in 10 months, like to the minute he's going to be, it's like, you're going to be ready and you got to, you got to, and you'll be ready to take the quirk. And Midoriya in his head is like, well, that's, that's nice, but I want to be able to get, com- with, get comfortable with all for one one for all oh one for all i'm sorry oh my gosh i always get those wrong you have to get you have to be ready for one for all but i I need time to work out with it so he thinks oh you know what if i add this i sleep a little less and i do these extra things i'll have i'll have like three months or 90 days to get practice practice with one for all so I can, before I take the exam and all my, it's like, no, you, you need the full 10 months to get your body ready just to handle, to handle this quirk. But it just shows just how much Midoriya recognizes. I have to work harder than everybody 
because he's already behind. You know, there's like these 13, 14 year old kids going into hero school and all of them have had 13, 14 years to use their quirks. And here's Midoriya without a quirk. And now he's getting one and he, and he's behind the curve. Well, we'll definitely see just how behind the curve he is in, in future episodes. So one of the things that I, I appreciate about this uh, training is that it is roughly half to maybe two thirds of the episode. And that was his last year of middle school too. So there was like, you got to see how Midoriya, you know, he's like, okay, well, okay. he was exercising in class. And he's like, oh my gosh, I also have to maintain my grade point average to make sure that I can even get into UA too. And uh, doing all these things. And it was half to two thirds of an episode. You know what this would have been in Dragon Ball Z? Like 20 episodes of exercise and training. And it just would have been mind numbingly difficult to get through. And so that's, that's a really big appreciation for me that they just went through it because honestly, his last year in middle school, uh, his training was just a, a stepping point to what was what the the creator of My Hero Academia, the story he really wanted to tell. And so so we, he didn't have to drag this out. Um, and I appreciate that he didn't. And another, another thing that, again, as huge nerd, I do appreciate the continued love for Star Wars in this anime, which obviously the creator has to be a huge Star Wars fan to throw in all of these little Star Wars references. So the beach that Midori is training at for 10 months is Dagobah Beach. So, which is also the planet that Luke does his training at, which is, you know, so it's aptly named the Dagobah Beach. Luke gets his training at Dagobah from Yoda. And so it's just, my my nerd heart gets real happy when he sees when I see these these sort of things. Exactly, and one of my favorite scenes is when you see you know uh, Midoriya carrying All Might around. Uh, yeah, I was like, like Luke did with Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Although the sizes are different. <laughs> yeah, it's All Might's five hundred and sixty pounds, and Yoda's like thirty, <laughs> right? If that. So, um, and so you know, with uh, with jet with Jeff and myself, you know, we're, we're all about connecting this to scripture. And uh, one of my themes that I, I found uh, I, I connected to was Elijah and Elisha. And so uh, I'm looking at 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 through 18. I'm not going to read it. Uh, I'm just going to tell the story a little bit. And so Elijah uh, is called to go to certain places and uh, Elijah is a, is the lead prophet. You know, he's the, he's one of uh, God's greatest prophets, and uh, he's called to go places. And Elisha kind of follows him and is kind of his apprentice. Uh, you know, his uh, his student, his protege, um, among others, because we find out you know later that there are other students other prophets that uh, Elijah is kind of training with, or at least kind of keeps connected to. And so he goes from place to place as the Holy Spirit uh, prompts him to go. 
And each time he tells Elisha to stay behind, does it three times. And Elisha responds each time with, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. And so then as uh, Elijah's time is coming to a close, uh, Elijah asks Elisha, what can he do for him? And Elisha asks for a double portion of his spirit. Uh, and so this reminds me of what All Might says to Midoriya on how uh, each person you know, grows one for all and then passes it down to the next successor and uh, how he's able to grow it. And uh, when Elisha receives Elijah's spirit, you know, he is able to uh, do the miracles and, and things that Elijah had done. And uh, one of the things that I do love about Elisha is that he is bald and he gets teased and picked on for, by uh, some kids and then he sticks a bear on them. Uh, and, I'm, uh, and I try not to be sensitive about going bald, but, you know, sometimes I kind of, sometimes I am, it just kind of depends on how it comes up. And sometimes I wish I could sick bears on people, uh, but that's neither here nor there. And it's not very heroic. Uh, so anyway, so that's one of the things that I, I really thought about was how um, passing this mantle down and, and all might really emphasizes this on, you know, you are my successor. I am giving this to you. You are worthy. And, and so that's one of those things that's really important in faith development and discipleship is letting people know their worth. Now, All Might's the one passing on worth and saying that I deem you worthy, but our worth is not determined even by our own teachers, our mentors, or anything like that. But our, our, it is, in fact, determined by God. That's who our worth is. God thought you are worth the time, so he created you. He gave you life. And, uh, and did all that for you. And so that's one of those things to remember is that as we uh, teach and pass on these things, we have to remember that the people that were teaching, God thought the world needed them in it. So we have to see each and every single person we come across with in that same way that they are in fact worth it. And so that's, that's something for you know, that I try to remember and I really appreciate about all my giving us this opportunity to remember that. Uh, one of the biblical themes that really stuck out to, to me that from this particular episode is how all Might passes the power. So it, when watching this, it ins I instantly thought of Acts chapter eight, starting in verse nine. So, up until this point, the ministry of Jesus and his followers after Jesus ascended into heaven was strictly in Jerusalem. The first place where they really start to go out and do mission work is in Samaria, and it starts with Philip. And Philip's out there, he preaches the gospel, and the, the community of Samaria believes and are baptized uh, even somebody named Simon the Sorcerer. And Simon the Sorcerer was actually very popular in the town, and so the, him converting and believing in Jesus as the Son of God 
played a huge role in converting other people's wealth. So up until this point, when you read the book of Acts, they, one of the things that happens or has been happening up until, up until this point was that every time there was a large group of people, a large community of people that believed and were baptized, the Holy spirit would start manifesting itself and these different spiritual gifts. And for some reason, and there's no explanation really given at in Samaria, that doesn't happen. The Holy spirit doesn't manifest itself or the the Holy spirit doesn't manifest himself in the form of miracles or spiritual gifts, however you want to kind of describe it. So they bring in Peter and John. Uh, So they actually go around, they start laying on laying their hands on people and the people begin manifesting the spirit. Simon sorcerer, he wanted that ability. He didn't want just the ability to manifest the spirit and these spiritual and these spiritual acts. He wanted the ability to lay hands on people and give them the ability to manifest the spirit. Uh, Peter and John did not take kindly to that. Uh, and in fact, Simon didn't just want that ability. He was willing to pay for it. And they're like, this is not how this works. We, Holy uh, Spirit doesn't work like that. Yeah, the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that. Uh, That's not how the Holy Spirit works. There we go. That's the proper point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So and they tell us, like, dude, your heart is not right. You need to repent. You need to fix that because he's like, God is not pleased with that. And so Simon actually does say, oh, oh, my God. He kind of sees the error of his ways and he and the refuting and is like, can you guys please pray for me? Because I, I, I want to be right. And uh, so it's just interesting that, you know, the apostles are able to pass on this ability, this, this, the ability to just manifest the Holy Spirit. It's like you instantly start speaking in tongues and performing uh, miraculous healings and that sort of stuff. And then Simon, the sorcerer, wants that ability. And they're like, that's not, and again, that's not how this works. So when I see all my looking at Midoriya and seeing the earnestness that Midoriya has that he wants to be a hero and he just, without a quirk, he, he goes and tries to save his friend. And so when it comes to all might wanting to say, to pass on this power He's looking for a successor that can't that wants to be like that as well. That he just wants to help. And so I can't help but see it's like, you know, Simon the sorcerer, you might have been able to get that ability. The the apostles might may have been able to may have wanted deemed you worthy of that power, but because of the fact that you're you're throwing money at them saying, Hey, give me this power, I want to buy it. It's not how this works, you know, to, to truly, to truly be a hero or to, to really minister to people. It, it can't be about the fame. It can't be about the glory. You know, it's do, it's about like doing the little things that we see Midoriya do when it comes to training the beach, you know, all might says like, all right, you only need to clean up this portion, this sector of Dagobah beach. 
Midoriya goes the extra mile and cleans up the the entire area and makes the beach presentable again in 10 months in order to make him ready. So that's, you know, it's like, so that's what it's really about. It's not about the, the fame and the, and the, and, and the glory that it comes with being a hero. That's going to come. What it comes down to is, are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to put in the effort and do the things that, you know what, aren't just that glamorous. Exactly. And, and so for, my final biblical theme that I, I thought of in this episode, I thought of Matthew 25. And uh, in that, this chapter is one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. And it, it in this, Jesus talks about um, how he says that, you know, when you help someone who is naked, lonely, in prison, hungry, sick, uh, basically in any, uh, in any form of need or help, uh, when we help those people, we do it for Christ. And when we ignore those people, we're ignoring Christ. And so all my, he points out that before the fame, the glory endorsements, contracts, you know, things like that, um, heroes would have been doing this work as well. Uh, because it was all about service. They had a, heroes had a desire to help others. Um, And so it's one of the reasons why that I love the exercise regimen that All Might comes up for Midoriya. That is, it's not like, okay, well, you're going to spend six hours in the gym every day and uh, two hours in the pool and, you know, we're going to do some cardio, things like that. And this is your diet. You know, that's not what he does. He's like, you need to see what it truly means to be a hero. And so for 10 months, he does this active service to his community. Um, Doria even mentions, he's like, you know, because of the, the currents and everything, whatever, uh, you know, the trash was coming on to dig up a beach. And so, uh, but then people were like, oh, well, no one's going to notice if I put my trash out here in the beach. And so they did that. And so it's so no one was coming to this beach anymore. And so, you know, Midoriya cleans it up and people are able to go back to the beach. This is a, a wonderful thing that Midoriya has given to the community. And while also gaining the ability, his physical body was getting ready to receive Uh, one for all. And so that's one of those important things for us as, as Christians, as followers, as followers of Jesus, that, you know, we are called to serve those who are in need, uh, no matter what is going on uh, in the situation. Uh, One of the things that I I come across regularly as a pastor is people who are in need of financial assistance. And so luckily we as a church are able to do that most of the time in some form or fashion and my philosophy is like, well, if they need help, we'll help them the best we can. And if they're scamming me, you know, that's kind of between them and God. You know, I'm doing what's right. That clearly that if they're trying to scam a church, you know, there's a there's a need there somehow. And so someone's got to love them somehow. Um, now that there's all this is within reason as well. Uh, but, you know, that's a 
whole other story. But anyway, so that's one of those things that I, I love that All Might really tries to remind heroes that it's not just about beating up bad guys and things like that. It is about serving the community. All right. So my, my rating for this particular episode, um, I, I'm actually going to go down to a three where, I mean, this, the episode, again, the, the foundation is still being laid for the show and it's now getting a little bit more intricate. Like we get the big reveal as to what all might's power really is that it's actually not, it actually isn't his power originally. He wasn't born with it. He was actually given it. So that's kind of like the really cool thing about this episode. The rest of it, it, it's, it's just a training episode for the rest of it where he, you know, he spends the rest of the episode planning and training and they fast forward 10 months of training, uh, which I'm glad they only did the 10 months of training in the one episode. And, then he's off to UA. So, I mean, it's not a bad episode. It's just, it's, there's a, not, a, not a lot there story wise. And so that I, I just give it a three. Yeah. I'll go a little bit higher. I'll, I'll give it a 3.5. Uh, because the, the moments between Midori and All Might are, are generally pretty good. We also have a lot of crying Midoriya. And luckily it decreases throughout the season, but it's you know, this is a third season third episode in a row where Midoriya cries in some form or fashion. And I can only take so much crying. Um, ask my <laughs> children. Uh, and so I, I'll give it a three point five. It, it was still a very good episode. And because it wasn't the whole episode, it's getting that extra kind of boost. Uh, but also, I just love, you know, and I love present Mike. Present Mike was awesome. I, I loved him in this episode. Um, and I can't wait till we talk more about present Mike. Uh, he is a hoot um, and a half. Man, man, not making you sound old at all. Uh, yeah. Listen, I admit it. I can be a grumpy old man when I want to be. Right. Um, once again, ask my children. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we just want to thank everyone who's been listening. Uh, we do have an email. So if you have a, well, we don't have an email to respond to yet, um, but we do have an email that you can contact us through uh, frickety frack uh, talkback at gmail.com. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, we have set up an Instagram account um, called frickety frack. And uh, so you'll be able to, we're, we're going to try and kind of integrate that stuff into um, posts and things like that. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to kind of get more word out uh, to this, uh, but this is kind of a passion project for uh, frickin' frack. We just, you know, love talking about this kind of things and connecting it to the Bible. And so thank you for coming along on the journey with us. So once again, if you have, if you have any questions about the show, uh, or nerddom in general, or about the Bible, or uh, any kind of question, just send us an email at frickityfracktalkback at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you.